0: Hello, and welcome to the Geeking Off Podcast. Oh, yes. We've got a few guests with us here today. We've got... Maybe, maybe not. But we got Mr. Hyder. Go ahead and say hi to the people, Hyder.
1: Hello, people.
0: And we got Macro. And he's not very feely Greetings. today.
2: Greetings, Earthlings. Yes.
0: So let's go ahead and roll the cringe intro. How's everyone feeling today? We've got a lot of exciting things to talk about today. We're going to talk about the Nintendo Switch again. But this time we've got a little bit more information on this bad Mama jam. Is it going to be as good as all this hype that Nintendo put into this thing? I don't think so. It's It just might be a disaster. So what did you think? Did you, did you see the, the big video? Uh, actually... You were the one that sent it to me. Otherwise, I would have missed it. Your thoughts?
2: Eh. Eh? It was okay. It, it wasn't as good of a press conference as I expected. Uh, I kind of knew they were holding off Zelda to the end. A lot of hype. But their presentation was terrible. They were really trying to aim that for like a non-Japanese audience, even though they probably had more American viewers than otherwise. I don't think they sold it to America very well and that's the country they need to worry about the most in terms of sales.
0: But they're gonna have Skyrim. Yeah, but that game's from twenty eleven. I know. It that's what I great. was saying. I'm like, okay, well they're gonna remaster it, but that's a game I've already played it, I've been there, done that, and I don't feel like going through that adventure again. Maybe maybe a diehard fan, yeah, you're gonna go ahead and say, Alright, let's 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 go ahead and play the game differently, I guess. You a different character. Yeah
2: enough time passed uh they won't play it with a twist or uh, with a switch Play it on the go maybe it'll be all new to them my roommate is talking about getting skyrim for it he, he's not even talking about zelda because uh, he has a wii u he could get that for which is a lot a lot of people are not mentioning that you could just get the game on the wii u and save yourself a lot of trouble but he's just mostly talking about skyrim which he's played the hell out of so there is a target audience for some of that,
0: some good replayability. Of course, it seems like they had a little bit more of some JRPG stuff going on this time, which sounded kind of kind of cool. If you're into that kind of thing, at first when they were refer- revealing the first JRPG, I was thinking, "Wait a minute, it was the Z- it was a Xenoblade r- game, the Xenoblade game." I thought, "I'm like, for when I first kind of when it started off, I'm like, oh, this is gonna be uh, Fire Emblem." You know, Nintendo Fire Emblem, I think is, it's we're due for a new one.
2: No? Hmm. Yeah? I I have no idea. I've, ne- I've never really played them. Uh, I, there have never been that many JRPGs for Nintendo consoles or Microsoft, Xbox. That's mostly been on the PlayStation side, so if they're starting to pick up some of that audience, eh, could be good. Could have more people on board, you know, joining the Nintendo camp. They probably have a better idea of what they're doing than we would in their position, so it might be a smart move.
0: What do you think of all the gimmickry that they that they're they did at the presentation and all that? Oh, this is just a Wii mode on crack when it came to the what do they call it Joy Joy Pods. Is that what they call them, Joy Pods?
2: Yeah, Joy pods Uh, people. Uh, some people have been giving Nintendo credit for risk taking trying the gimmicky stuff while the others were just trying to mostly focus on really good core gaming experiences I guess it was inevitable with you know gyroscopes the little gimmicky stuff I think I was kind of inevitably we're going to have that but if they're smart they're not going to push it primarily or say more than core gaming like they tried to do with the Wii and that's what kind of worries me it's yet to be discovered if that's the way they're going to go or not.
0: Well, come on. Gonna, there's this really cool game. It's called Arms. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> <laughs> or should I say, that was the most ridiculous trailer of them all. And there was that other one. It's called 1-2-Switch is the name of the game. And I guess when, when they first revealed this trailer, the way they, they started this trailer for 1-2-Switch... Kinda shocked me because at first I'm like, wait a minute, are they gonna bring Red Dead Redemption to uh to Switch? No way. I mean that it had me fooled for a minute. I don't know about you, did it have you fooled?
2: Oh hell no. I knew right away. Rockstar's never gonna put a game on the Switch.
0: Darn Rockstar, please. I just wanna kill people. At least Grand Theft Auto let me, you know, shoot some horrors. That's my favorite pastime
1: but it's not really Nintendo
0: gaming but what about, now now if if Legend of Zelda is going to be an open world I hope you can uh, you can hold people up and steal their items Going into people's houses that's what Zelda does best right just walks into people's houses opens their chest and I'm, I'm taking this
1: Well, or throw pots everywhere
2: yeah smash pots is really as violent as he gets at least as far as robbing people goes
0: as far as killing those chickens give me a break yeah.
2: That's a death sentence in Skyrim.
0: I know, that's funny. <laughs> uh, as far as that that part of it, that does got me a little hype. I was surprised because I was not expecting it to be the, the launch title. I was expecting it to be like where Mario's going to be at the end of 2017. I was really surprised that it's getting the same release date as the system. Which has got me like, oh, I really want to pre-order this thing. And of course... Sadly, you can pre-order it. they got a button right here on the website to pre-order the Nintendo Switch. But unfortunately, unfortunately, every retailer is sold out right now. And that's going to bring another problem here in the future. I'm I, I, Probably not as bad. as Macro thinks it's not going to be as bad with the scalping.
2: Right, mister? That is... If the scalpers are smart, it's not near the holiday season. Demand isn't going to be as high. There are not going to be as many people wanting this for themselves or their kids. If the scalpers are smart, they're going to realize they're not going to be able to get away with the price markup in uh, demand that there would normally be on a console releasing late in the year, like October or November. I hope. But Nintendo has had a bad, bad history with not releasing
0: enough product. I mean, I still haven't gotten the, uh, what is it, the new 3DS? I still can't get my hands on one of those. And one of those, my wife plays Pokemon Go more than me. And I've been wanting to get her that little, it's a little wrist strap. I think it's called Go Plus or something. Still can't get my hands on one of those. And then the uh, NES Classic, which I want to buy one. Not not for an NES Classic. I want to take the guts out of that thing and put a Raspberry Pi 3 in there. And that thing will play more than just NES games. I mean, it would make a really cool Raspberry Pi case for the price, you know. Because you can buy them for about the same price, you know, 3D-printed ones, but they're pretty ugly, if you've seen them. They're real ugly. Ugh.
2: Yeah, and with the Raspberry Pi, you could probably get yourself a longer controller cord for it. Yeah. More than a foot and a half.
0: I mean, I haven't, I haven't <laughs> released that video yet, but the Raspberry Pi 3 is an emulator right now. I have it hooked up to the TV. And I've got every NES game, every Super NES game, every Atari game, every Game Boy, every Game Boy Color. I, I've got every system pretty much up to the N64 because, well, when it comes to the 64 emulation on the Pi 3, it's a little, it's a little iffy and weird. But that could be fixed if you upgrade to an Odroid. droid.
2: And you might as well do that. Just do your own emulator setup unless you really want to throw money Nintendo's way because that's all a Nintendo Switch is—it's a glorified emulator. You can even look under uh, licensing agreements on the on the NES classics itself, and there's actually some open source GPL licenses in there. I think they're actually borrowing a NES uh, emulator software. Uh, Wouldn't surprise projects. me. But there's obviously pulling a markup because all the old TV game things were thirty bucks. This is double the price of that. Probably not even five bucks of hardware. So really if you're really that willing to throw money Nintendo's way sure that's a good way to do it that's pure profit for them and they could use all the help they can get
0: well I, from what i heard isn't Nintendo got so much money that even if they made no sales they could survive for 10 years just off their handheld system sales and pokemon alone
2: well, before they stopped losing a profit, which happened, I think, shortly after the Wii U came out, it was about four, three or four years of unprofitability, they had about $10 billion in the bank. So yeah, they could continue operating autonomously for years like that. But <laughs> as I pointed out several podcasts ago, they restored themselves to profitability shortly before Iwata died uh, because of Amiibo sales.
0: Amiibo sales, and then... In-app purchases with uh, Pokemon Go, and then now this uh, Super Mario Run. I haven't played the game yet because, unfortunately, it's not out on Android. All the iOS lovers getting all the all the all the love.
2: I have iOS. I have an iPhone, and I even I haven't even tried it. Okay. But I wanted actually a, more of a full-blown instead of gimmicky tap tap Mario like this is because I've played my fair share of. Free runners forever runner games, infinite runner games, Crossy and this Road. only looks like a small twist on that.
0: There's an arcade here, and they actually have an endless runner, Crossy Road, on a ridiculously huge, you know, tablet, and every every hop earns you one of those card. you know, it's a card, but you still get the tickets, because you call them points, to go get your cheap, uh, you know, spider rings and stuff that they have at pizza places. I just wanted to play the game. I can care less about all the other all, all the points and cards. It's like, hey, kid, you know, see a kid here, and just say here, take the tickets. I always like to do that at pizza places. You know, I win a bunch of tickets, and then I just find some random kid and say, here you go. And they're like,
2: <gasps> yeah. Oh, that's awfully nice of you.
0: Uh, it's fun. It's fun to watch the kids, re- you know, be excited about. It. It's like I'm never going to use it. I don't need the prizes.
2: I just yeah, win a- you save up like ten thousand. 000- Call it ten thousand tokens or whatever, and you get a pair of sunglasses or yeah, with a little stars eraser. on them. Yeah, That's way, way those go? It's like, what am I working for five cents an hour here? Shit. And I used to no, love to try to.
0: I used to love to try to get those prizes as a kid. But now kids, they just just come in with your DS. You see more kids and playing f- on that, you know,
2: and their phones.
0: Yeah. And that brings us to another interesting point about the Switch. They also revealed Splatoon 2. Ooh. I don't know to be excited or not. Were
2: you Were you excited for that one? I have played Splatoon uh, on the Wii U. It's actually a pretty legitimate, pretty fun competitive shooter. And i uh, actually... Looking forward to playing Splatoon 2. Yeah, that's actually a pretty nice announcement. That's actually a really solid game, I think.
0: And I was just kind of looking at the website here. I just now noticed that there is a Fire Emblem. Fire Emblem Warriors. So they are, I don't remember the trailer, though, during the uh, presentation, though. Unless, unless that was when I was taking one of my bathroom breaks.
2: I think I might have been around them. I think they mixed it in with uh, another RPG trailer, something from Square because uh, that's an cause fire well Fire Emblem's Atlas and Square was making something else, uh, but yeah, I think they wrote two two R MMO in a one little trailer package.
0: That that was but another one I saw was the Square one. It looked like a side-scrolling RPG adventure, kind of like old school, but a very three D, you know, two D, you know, between the two. Kind of bringing back that, that was old a style. Different
2: game. That was a different game. I don't think I was by Square. I can't remember what that was called, but uh, I'm also trying to remember that other RPG they were showing off. Crap. It's really good, but I, I was getting pissed off because the old ones looked serious, and now this one they gave it cartoony color palette. Uh, what was that called?
0: Oh, uh, come I, back to me. Yeah, I remember you were talking about that because we were discussing it back and forth during the uh, the presentation. And then, of course, Mario. Mario. As soon as I saw it, I'm like, "Oh, Mario's going back to uh, going back to Brooklyn here. It looks like it's taking place. He's leaving the Mushroom Kingdom and going to the real world. Interesting concept for a Mario game.
2: It is know. a nice twist. Uh, but you know, seeing Mario in New York, and I'm still playing GTA V, maybe once every few weeks, and just seeing him in New York, not stealing cars, jumping around. <laughs> It doesn't feel right. It's a nice choice, but it doesn't some, feel some, right. Somebody
0: will come out with that hack. You know that, right? Absolutely. You know. You know. You know that. You know that patch is coming. Good old homebrew community out there.
2: Yeah, we want that. Hot coffee. Hot coffee. mod. Uh, Mario finally gets some with Peach. Oh yeah. That too.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You go pick her up at the. You know, at the corner. She gives you some drugs. Gives you some mushrooms. Well, that's actually what, <laughs> in the Mario world, that's, it's, you know. But the only problem, he'd be in the real world, he can't have mushrooms in the real world because those are illegal here.
2: But it's a princess distributing them, so mm. she must be in good terms with the government. There's it got to be some legality there. Maybe she just goes by street name, you know. She baked a cake for you.
0: Okay, yeah, yeah, I, I can believe that. And it's very peachy.
2: But yeah, as far as Mario games go up, uh, I don't think anybody has really been excited for a Mario game since Mario 64. I played a little bit of Mario Sunshine, completely ignored mm. the Galaxy Ones on the Wii.
0: You missed out on the Galaxy Ones. Those were good. Those were good. The but... controls, though. It it was weird, but yeah. it was a fun game, especially if you like getting dizzy.
2: This still looks like the first one to actually partially grabbed my interest since Mario 64 so basically it's taken them 20 years to make a Mario game that might pull back some of the old nostalgic fans of that franchise
0: well, now what was interesting is it's going to be Mario Kart 8 deluxe for our Mario Kart
2: with track shaped like Yoshi huh.
0: you didn't catch that in the trailer did you
2: I did not catch that. I, I yeah. thought, from what I read, it's exactly the same as the Wii U version. It's just upped graphics. Um, maybe maybe, maybe it was one of the tracks. Included.
0: I never noticed the, the layout, you know, the map in the bottom right corner. Because on the Wii U, it's down on the control pad is where the map is. But you never really look at it because you've got to do this to the game. And it's really awkward.
2: I probably don't remember because I play Mario Kart 7 on 3DS a lot more than I do the one on the Wii U. Load times are better God, <laughs> more convenient. Yeah,
0: that's another thing. What's the load time going to be on this? And what surprises me, they never mention the battery life of the Joy-Con, but they did mention the battery life of the system. Was it like two and a half hours to six hours depending on the game, which means I guess if you've got a game that's more graphic GPU intensive, uh, the system's going to die in about an hour. Realistically, that's what I see. And then if you've got a game that's just a 2D platform or emulating Super Mario Brothers on the NES, you'll get the six hours out of it. Maybe five. But I think they're overstretching. They always overstretch on battery life. They always do. So I say realistically, you're playing a hardcore game. I'm going to say you're probably going to get about an hour out of this. Two if you're lucky. And then I just... And then the Joy-Cons, what are they going to be? Uh, a minute or two? What are they going to do? I... I what do you think, if you had to speculate, and if the Joy Cons are connected to the system, do they draw off the main battery when you're carrying it around? Is it gonna charge them up while you're carrying it around, drawing off the main battery? It
2: seems like a charging nightmare. To me, anyways. I would expect the remote little Joy Cons to actually have a pretty decent battery life, even if they have they say like 80-100 milliamp hour battery, those things will still get a few hours on their own, like maybe even Twelve hours. If they had like a hundred milliamp hour battery, even with a gyroscope and blue, good Bluetooth, six to twelve hours. But overall, I'm actually surprised they gave that big of a range—two and a half to six hours. I think they that's, just that's gave a that big huge spread. range. That's a big spread. Yeah. Who does that? Uh, unless they're really just trying to lower everybody's expectations. But that brings me to another thing. I got from Digital Foundry, uh, Renee on Digital Foundry, pretty close to the full specs or at least what they think's inside info of the specs and it's almost completely identical to the Shield TV which makes it 2-year-old hardware but further than that it's downclocked and they didn't they decided to not do a die shrink with it because they could have made it 14 nanometers with the same chip and almost effectively doubled or got 75% more battery life and they opted not, not to do that which is strange so I would actually expect maybe in a year or two down the road a hardware refresh that'll almost double the battery life. I almost see that happen. Well,
0: yeah, Nintendo they'll rehash a new version of it with different colors. Even though they're going to have different colors, but was it blue and red in the same package for the multicolored one? Like you said, that'll probably be the one that you will we'll be able to pick up because all the gray, the dark gray, black ones are going to be the first one out the out the out the door which you've already been saying we've been refreshing some of these sites, checking them out, and uh, it's going to be a rough one. I might actually have to go and contact some family in Japan and pre-order over there. It might be the way to go and then have them ship it to me once they get it.
2: But, yeah. I'm still surprised, though. They had the opportunity to make the thing more efficient. They could have had a 14-nanometer process, but it seems like they're not going to do that. The thing could have, from the get-go, had... Five to eight hours of battery life, not two to six. Hmm. The option was there, and they opted not to do it. Well, it's even more
0: interesting. You have a you have a DS, right? Uh-huh. How's the battery life on it now that it's old?
2: Three four hours. That's still pretty good. There, there hasn't been a Nintendo console with a good battery life since the DS Lite.
0: Oh. And the sBI is is another one that lasted like re- eight hours. I could get eight hours out of that little sucker. Oh yeah, and I that was one of my favorite sure. ones when they have the old style that looked like a game boy, and that was another thing they they really tried to push this gimmick that this this new switch is just a bunch of the old previous systems, the portables, all this all the old hardware all bundled up into one pretty package.
2: yeah. It's like, hey, look at the GameCube. Uh, We learned a lot of lessons from that. Look at the N64. That had some popular games. We took some lessons from that. Look at the DS. Hey, you liked portability. We threw some of that in here, too. It seems like they tried to throw all that stuff together, but they're not doing any one of the things that any one of those consoles did well. Yeah. And, of course... I'm really skeptical.
0: It's going to be the titles. And I was talking about uh, the Joy-Cons. That's how we were watching ARMS. I'm like, oh, wow, this is, this is going to be the basic platform to how Smash Bros. is going to be. And you're like, no, no.
2: They will piss way too many people off if they go that route. I, I just saw that whole Wild Arms game as, a, uh, as this kind of a spiritual successor to the Wii Boxing, Wii Fit games. It's going to be fun for about half an hour, and you might get another hour out of it if you get really drunk with your friends. But the replayability is going to be next to nothing.
0: Yeah, especially so hope there's n- nothing compared not to, to like the replay. I don't know the last the last Smash Bros. didn't have much playability as Brawl did for me.
2: It, it, it just, yeah, I can agree with that.
0: It it just wasn't as good as as Brawl was. Brawl was like the last good Smash Bros. After that, it's kind of like. Meh. It's like Mario Kart. Think about how many ups and downs that one's had over the years.
2: Yeah. Uh, Mario Kart, I can always actually play on my own with bots for sometimes hours and not get bored. Smash, not so much. I guess it's just the driving versus fighting. It depends on the personality, whether you like fighting games or driving games or both.
0: And then you, you got to deal with it. They do have online play, but Nintendo has horrible online gameplay. And they're going
2: to start charging for it.
1: Yeah,
0: Sony's doing it, Microsoft's doing it. Might as well join on this bandwagon. We need to make more money off of you.
2: But only if they're going to do it well, like not with the ridiculous friend codes that no one wants to deal with, for starters. And that's another thing is,
0: will it be tied to an account now versus like when we go from Wii U to Switch, are we going to have to rebuy all of our software like we did from the Wii to the Wii U? Oh, because before the Wii U, it was just tied to the hardware. There was no account login. I, I believe the Wii U, you do log into an account, but I know if you do it on the DS and you switch DSs and re-log into your account, it'll deny you logging into it and say, oh, you've already uh, have this registered to another um, DS and you can't do it. Because my wife bought me a game for Christmas, but she put it on her Nintendo DS account. And I thought, well, I just loaded up on mine. No, it wouldn't let me do it. They told me no,
2: time will tell how they're gonna <laughs> handle that. It's probably not going to be pro consumer it's gonna be pro profit, yeah, rebuy all your games again. might as well get that Raspberry Pi,
0: oh yeah, if you're gonna play old games i'm I'm just that's the way that's the way it is man. I don't know why people hey, are Rat- paying two or three hundred dollars trying to get a scalped version of the of the classic just to just to play thirty games. 30, 30, just 30. Oh, and, it.
2: and while you're on that, uh, the Raspberry Pi 4, which will probably come out next year, will probably be more powerful than the Switch.
0: Yeah, but they got to get past that O Droid, that, what is it? UX4, I believe it's called. That one that's like 2 gigahertz and 2 two gigabytes of RAM has is got an is octa core in it now. That's insane. That's almost, that's almost
2: nice. usable. <laughs> <laughs> That's just more options, either way. Which I'm getting one. It's
0: still it's still on my wish list. Nobody's got it for me yet, but if it ever does, I'll end up buying it myself and just doing it myself. I want I want that. I just want to play with it. I need it, please, please show me some love. <laughs> I'm e begging here. Can't you see? It works for other people. Okay. Anyways, it's not hey, pretty it, enough. Are are you feel feel pretty good about what we said about the switch now? And hopefully uh, we'll probably end up coming back to this one again in March. I don't think this is over. This might be the second time. We'll see how the third time goes after we get our hands on this bad boy and see how we really feel about it.
2: Yeah, I just, the third party support, while they claim a lot of support, they weren't showing it. There wasn't any Ubisoft, uh, even though there was a game silently announced. They showed a trailer for it. It's just a racing game, but it looks good. EA was just Uh, flipped. That guy, that
0: guy, though, I just have to say, the guy who was on the EA, he stood up really tall, and he sounded like robot, this, that, this, that, Uh uh-huh, yeah.
2: He could have played Lurch on Adam's Family. Yeah. Acted it, too.
0: I was like, yeah, but, I, 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 I control this guy, but I'm not as big of an EA fan as I used to be because I don't know. I'm just not into that FIFA thing. Sorry, not my thing. Sports games actually, yeah. it's just not my thing ever. Never was. I'm just not into sports games. I like blo- I that like. I like shooting people incident. in the head and stealing cars.
2: That was definitely a waste of time. Like ten minutes of that FIFA crap. I don't think. I think f- there were five people in the world who were excited about that. As far as a launch lineup of games, it's not the worst launch in console history, and that's mostly thanks in part to Zelda. Yeah. Otherwise, it would be the weakest console launch ever. Yeah, However, them the Zelda, Skyrim, the Zelda,
0: Zelda release saved it.
2: Yeah. They're getting Skyrim. Even though it's an older game, it will be the first time Bethesda's done a game on a Nintendo console, so maybe it's a sign of other things to come. Maybe they'll bring back some of the Fallout games or Ooh. make a downgraded Fallout 4. To launch on the Switch, I would play the hell out of that.
0: Oh yeah, I would too. That's a game I've never finished. That's a big game.
2: Oh yeah. That's a big game. I have never finished any of them. and I've put tens of dozens of hours into them. Never finished any of them, but I'll probably finish if it's mobile. If I can play from bed, I will finish it.
0: Okay. We're going to wrap that up right there. For Our next uh, topic is, well, I was kind of browsing YouTube. Well, not really browsing. There is this individual that I am subscribed to. He goes by the name on YouTube The Linux Gamer. Now, The Linux Gamer, he every once in a while he'll do a video about other things besides the games. Otherwise, his other content, he does reviews on video games. They're no different than any other review of any other game on any other system. This is good. This is great. Blah, 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 blah. It's a game review. But every once in a while, he does something interesting and puts up these other kind of videos. And this one, he was talking about Discord. So let me go ahead
3: and play this real quick for you. Hey, everybody. I'm Gardner, the Linux Gamer. I wanted to take a minute and talk about something that, in my opinion, is pretty significant. Just a few days ago, Discord released their chat and VoIP client for Linux. Previous to this release, only a canary build of the client was available, and it wasn't featured on their website. If you're not familiar with Discord, it's a snazzy text and voice chat client geared towards gamers, and has exploded in popularity recently. There are a ton of Linux related Discord servers too. Our Linux Gaming has one, gamingonlinux.com has one, there's also eg.io, and finally, there's one for this channel. If you guys are interested in joining the Linux Gamer Discord server, go ahead and click the link in the description, and while you're at it, try out the new Linux build of the Discord app. But I said I thought this was important. Why did I say that? Because Discord is extremely popular among gamers, and there's a big shiny button on their site advertising the Linux release of this app geared toward gamers. I feel like there's a certain amount of validation that comes with the release of Discord, and though as a community I don't think we need such validation, there's a certain segment of the PC gaming population that thinks Windows is the only real way to be a PC gamer. The availability of a gamer's software of choice, be it the games we play or the apps we use, makes the transition from Windows to Linux that much easier, and I believe having it finally available through their website right next to the Mac and Windows builds makes all the difference. But what do you think? Am I looking at this all wrong? Are there better apps out there for voice and text chat that I don't know about? Let me know in the comments or tweet at me at the Linux Gamer.
0: Okay, well what was interesting about this video is I scrolled down to his comment section and oh my goodness, this comment section was war almost. Some people uh, praising it, and a lot of people, you know, mumble. You know, mumble. It's it's free software compared to Discord. It's 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 closed. You know, it's closed. You know, Discord's supposed to be closed source and not very secure. And you know, everyone's like, you yeah, know, mumble for the win. Um, and some people are like, I'll stick with mumble. Um, I don't know any of my friends who uses Discord. Kind of funny because I've had the opposite experience, and of course, there's someone here talking about Teamspeak. And of course, some people just flat out says, "Uh, it's it's just it's total crap, man. It's total crap." A lot of people are in the discussion. The difference between Discord and Mumble. Now, Mumble is yes, it is a great great client. The problem I had with Mumble when I opened my Mumble server. I had a hard time getting people to go onto it. it. Um, There's a few people I actually had to run them through tutorials. <laughs> um, I had to give them the tutorials to help them along to install the software, add the server, enter the password, and set, even to set up their, their, their audio device because it just didn't work out of the box right away. I guess it depends on the person and how you set it up. It can be a little tricky. Discord, on the other hand, so far all I have to do is send a link and people can get in. And I've noticed the community kind of sticks around a little bit more. After a while, Mumble, people disappeared. Even on Discord, I've kind of noticed since I opened that, people are kind of disappearing, including myself. One that I keep finding myself going back to, however, the one that people keep contacting me on and using more than anything over Mumble, TeamSpeak, Skype, is Facebook. And Facebook has, like, a little push-to-talk feature, but it only works on mobile devices. It doesn't work on desktop yet. But they need to include that in the future because, wow, if they did that on the desktop, gamers could take advantage of this. It would be wild. But there's that it's secure thing, right? It's it's very secure. What, what do you, you, you think? It seems like privacy, it, from what I'm reading here on that past video, was how people are really concerned about the privacy, where you can run a mobile server. Some of them say, well, you can do that for free. Um, But did you forget you still need to pay for the power? You need to pay for the internet connection? So it's not 100% free. At least Discord, it is 100% free on my end, and they don't even put any ads in my face. Except for, I'm guessing, the data mining. What do you think
2: here? I want to start out by saying, at least it's not Skype. It's like Skype. It's more functional than Skype. It's aimed at gamers, but at least it's not Skype. And when I see gamers using Skype, I lose my shit. People still use Skype? Yes. It's unbelievable. But but at least they have an alternative now. Skype was popular with people who didn't want to go through jumping through hurdles like Mumble, TeamSpeak, Vent, any of those with getting a server setup and getting server setup moderators special rooms permissions it's a nightmare to configure it is a pain in the ass maybe some linux guys really like that pain in the ass but some people just want to set up something five minutes later boom boom type in a few rules set a few moderators boom you're talking you're sharing links you're sharing videos it's stupid simple and i definitely see the appeal in that and it's the most pop getting to be the most popular gamer VoIP option out there and, and, I, and I've heard be. rumor
0: that they're actually planning on adding video conferencing to it which I'm excited for that because for like doing these podcasts I've been using uh, Google Hangouts I would use Skype but the problem with Skype is when you get more than one person in a Skype call it does this weird dividing and moves them and shifts them around as people talk and it's it doesn't stay in one spot it's, it's kind of annoying I mean, it'll work for one-on-one, but not for multiple groups. Mark. <clears throat> well, I, I know you use that... a lot of Skype. Let me first ask you: yeah. When I set up that Mumble server, what, what 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 platform was easier to use to communicate with me between Discord, Skype, Mumble, between all three of those? What, what what's easier for you?
1: Sometimes Facebook, actually.
0: Kind of surprising you said
1: that, too. It's right there. Um, it's because it will come to your phone as well. You have to have to must have the app open for Mumble. Yeah. And also, Mumble, Mumble had that file limit. You couldn't send big pictures. And that was
0: more of a server configuration thing, which I was lazy. I didn't want to go in there and change it because I had to go SSH into the thing, go in there and do a config file and change it. And the thing is, it's Mumble easy,
1: but... and Discord, Discord is more like a portal than anything. Okay. M- Mumble's Portal is not. A uh, Mumble yeah, is not. Yeah, a M- Mumble's
0: interface is very, I don't know, late nineties looking. I don't know if that makes sense. It's just a little teeny little chat, and you can't post pictures or weird emoji. You know, you can't really do much with the chat in it. Although the voice quality but- is pretty good, though
1: and also you can set many many like groups within the group
0: oh yeah those little those little chat rooms we had yeah 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 but you could do that on discord you can't do that on skype you can do it on facebook you can create a group conversation and talk between that way but like i said you can't do the voice thing on a desktop that's the only thing i think that would hold it back and if if facebook did that i think that would be the winner I think Discord Whoa. would even be like near near near. Well, you
3: can
1: you can you can call, you can do like a voice call though.
0: So. Yeah. But yeah, you can do. That's right. You can do the the calls. That's right. You can call people on it. But I don't I've
1: never tried it in a group. I don't know if you could do group video calls or not. I think that's coming to Facebook, but um it's not available on that's, that's a browser issue.
0: Okay. I mean, I'm guessing they're they're probably going to run WebRTC on that. So in in the end, you 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 say Facebook's the winner out of all of them, and and how do you feel about the privacy thing? Are you afraid of of somebody data mining you and stealing your data, and knowing what you're doing, and listening to you and spying on yeah, you?
1: Yeah, but that that doesn't go down to that can happen on any platform or any um software,
0: including Mumble. I mean, there is a little checkbox when you first run it. There's a little checkbox. At least it's, it's just for statistic datas and, you know, like crashes and whatnot. But it's still slightly, but, slightly stealing data from
1: you, but you have to opt into it. Yeah, yeah but the government will still find a workaround to, to get to your server.
0: Yeah, if you're, if you're a target by the government, people, if that's really what people are worried about, if you're a target by the government and you're doing something wrong, they're going to find a way to spy on you no matter what. They're going to put a bug on your car, you know, the old-fashioned stuff. They're going to investigate you. I mean, if you're not out there committing crimes, what are you really worried about? I don't know. I'm one of those. I'm I, my, my my dad. He's one of these conspiracy theorist guys, and he freaks out about this stuff all the time. But I'm one of those people. It's like I ain't doing nothing wrong. I'm not worried about it. And you know, that's funny because it always pisses him off when I it say it's like whoa, 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 whoa. It's a principle about it. It's our constitution. It is our right to be free, and our government needs to stay out of our lives. But then again, we got Google. But
1: the thing is, it's not just it's the whole world government, not just um, USA government.
0: I mean, how bad does does your government spy on uh, the UKans a lot? I don't know. Is it as bad as, like, to say R
1: C I A? Well, here? they're something they're producing something similar to, for people who download uh, like music through people. We'll okay, start. well, I don't Ith, know. At least... I, I, yeah, I'd start sending out letters.
0: Yeah, so here here start. they, they, they mean, send you a card. They send you a little card, and it usually has, like, a a code on it, and a web address. So you go to the web address, you enter the code, and then it tells you, oh, you made these violations here and there because you downloaded this and that and this and that. I don't like know. That, that's as far that's as, being, for me, that's as far as they've gone. Yeah. They've never gone after me and... uh sent the FBI, you know, for downloading a a Game of Thrones episode. It just, I don't know. uh, I'm just...
2: uh. From what I've read, the British, the UK government is actually a lot more invasive, at least as far as NSA spying, snooping. They tried to have that porn filter list. Uh, have all the ISPs distribute that. They eventually gave up on that. There's a lot of surveillance. But I think these are besides-the-point arguments that, yeah, they'll say they'll sell your data to advertisers. Uh, data mining, yeah, that's just par for the course, especially with any service that's free these days. But these people commenting on this video making the privacy claims are using a service that is mostly funded by selling of user data and advertisements. So it's a that's- double standard.
1: Yeah, that's what, that's what YouTube does.
2: Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That, that's what I was like.
0: Some of the times when people bring it up, even my even in my comment section, I'm like, yeah, look at what platform we're using. But then again, I'm also a public person. I'm not afraid to, you know, be out yeah. there. Anyways, it doesn't. It's not.
1: Yeah, they they start sending you adverts that my little pony adverts. Thinking they're watching me. I I know,
0: I I Google some hentai and then for the next three days the ads on Google are, are hentai websites and J List, you know, this website where you can buy adult um anime toys, man. It, it, come on. I, I, and the problem is some of those ads actually get me to click in there and say, Okay, what's this weird thing? <laughs> <laughs>
2: What really gets me uh, is when to do it from the IP level, uh, my roommate, it, I guess some of the shit I look at starts infecting his Facebook ads ad feed. So he's getting waifu pillows <laughs> recommended to him. Pissing him off. Uh,
0: oh, boy. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, that might get the wife wondering why she's getting those weird ads. <laughs> that's funny. That's That's uh, funny. Great stuff.
2: But... Ultimately, I think if people are going to use the privacy argument, realize the platform you're on that you're making this claim on is also a platform with really terrible privacy. Privacy is a legitimate thing to be concerned about, but don't be a hypocrite about it. As long as, as as, as
0: long as, as long as you know the uh, Mumble server or or Discord isn't like uh, listening me sing in the shower, you know.
1: Well, you gotta quit leaving that
0: phone in the bathroom, though.
1: That yeah, you got help. to remember about you got to remember about the cookies on these websites as well. Oh, stupid cookie warnings! Give me a break, man. Uh. Yeah, because because the site has to warn you about cookie um tracking, well, at least within the EU government.
0: You, you, they do it everywhere, everywhere. Every website I go to now, I get the stupid cookie warning. Get off the screen! I'm trying to read something here. <laughs> <sighs> technology. Oh, they
1: can bloody detect you got a bloody ad blocker on. Look, it's none of yeah,
0: they're, now they're getting smart. Yeah, remove your ad blocker, you can't see our site. Well, well, guess what? I'm going back. I'm off because if I turn off the ad blocker, I'm going to get fifty ads all over the page, and some of them are going to dance and move, and especially those ads where you try to put your mouse over to them, and they start moving and stuff. <sighs> so, macro, what are you? What are your thoughts? Out of you've used multiple gaming platform software's to. Communicate with gamers or just communicate in general. Which one, which platform do you prefer to communicate with people on?
2: I will always love Mumble, but its interface and usability is about 15 years old. Its interface looks like it was Windows XP, Windows 2000 era. That's beside the point. It's still functional, but I got to prefer Discord. And most of these arguments made on Linux Gamers video do not even count. CPU usage. Hello, that hasn't been an issue since we were running single core. Yeah, you had to divvy up as little as possible. If you're worried about CPU usage, get a better computer. Why are you gaming anyway? And Facebook, I don't know anybody who uses Facebook for gaming chat. So I don't even know if it should be brought into this per se. But everybody has Facebook. So yeah, it's the default everybody's going to go to first. But for gamers, Discord is a really nice one-stop shop, I think.
0: And if you would like to join the Anthrit Discord server, after this video goes public, and the show notes on the podcast. Link in the description if you want to join the Discord server for Anthrit. Which, it's been kind of quiet over there anyways. A bunch of people joined in, but they you now they talked the first few times, and then I got busy and real life stepped in the way. I have a hard time with social media anyways in general. I mean, the only thing Twitter's used for is to... I don't know. It's it's an automated. I don't even use Twitter. It's all automated. The stuff that goes up on my Twitter is like automation from Facebook or um, no, Instagram. I, I,
1: see, I see Twitter a more ways of sending my content and getting views.
0: Yeah, through the WeTweets.
1: Yeah. I don't. I don't know. It, how, I don't know how.
0: It, I don't know how Barnacles Nerdgasm found me. The last last video I put up. But then yeah,
1: it might be a recommended video.
0: Yeah, he just put. He he typed a comment and said sup that's it (laughs) which you'll see that believe it or not in a video that's coming up because anthrit got himself a new keyboard isn't it pretty it's pink
1: (laughs) um what did you do with the old keyboard
0: i don't know you have to check my facebook um I fixed it, actually. I, it. I actually fixed it because it was sitting there automatically typing stuff on the screen, automatically scrolling and doing weird stuff. And so in the video, I decided to beat it with a hammer. So I beat it with a hammer. I plugged it back in, and it works. It, it stops typing random crap in. It just works. All the, all the, even all the keys work. I'm like, oh, well. I was being sarcastic in the video saying that this is how you fix it. It actually did fix it. Even though it has no keys now and the switches are all screwed up. But it worked. Guess where, guess where it's going to live now? It's in the dumpster. It's a good place for it. Because I'm done with Razer gear. And I'm just going to go on a Razer rant here. Razer. Really? What is with your products? Headsets break. Your... The mouse is broken. Now the keyboard. Actually, the keyboard was the one that lasted the longest. But I, I almost when I got this one, I almost went. Um, I'm
1: trying to make a razor picture, <laughs> the one I was how gonna many, get. How many colors? Has it got then?
0: It's kind of unlimited. The one I got now, I got the. It's the. I just noticed the uh, the Cors- Corsair, but originally I was gonna go with the their. The The Razer one, but after having three Razer products break, I'm done with them. I'm just... uh, The first one of the headset, they died the first. The mouse, the scroll wheel just kept freaking out every time I went to go use it. And I actually thought the keyboard was a good quality. And then, uh, like I said, it was earlier this week, all of a sudden I go to try to reply to comments and type some stuff on the internet and, uh, you know, uh, search for some porn. And it just started typing random crap in, like like it was alive or something. Or maybe there was actually a short somewhere I didn't know. I don't know. It just, it was done for. And so uh, I took care of it. Originally was going to go for this one here. It's the RGB. So which means you can get any color, I suppose, even with this one and the Corsair. You can get any color combination imaginable. And patterns too. And this one you can actually make layers. Like I have one color layer and a different effect going on over here. Probably can't see it on my webcam because it's very slight color alterations that's going on. One
1: hundred and thirty-nine dollars. that's not correct?
0: Yeah, and I think the one that I got was one hundred and twenty something. It was about one hundred thirty bucks, which is
1: about what I paid
0: for my other one.
1: Okay. Hmm. What about what about setting the color particular letter?
0: There, I'll just I'll just pull up the software. I. I think you can do something like that. You can, like, highlight
1: different areas, like, one particular part of the keyboard and make it fade and do all this yeah. other other neat yeah, stuff. Yeah, because that would be good for, like, if you're doing, like, video editing, like, all the blue colors will be editing. See, like,
0: here I've got three different layers going on here. And each one's doing a different thing. And you can make the keyboard do different things in different areas. You can really customize this. So I come up with this little layer, which is kind of a pink, and the, some of the keys light up red from time to time. Um, It did come with some neat little, I guess, rubberized WASDA keys. I'm not going to use those. It's just kind of, eh, silly. But so far, I'm loving it. I'm okay with the Cherry Brown. I'd rather have Cherry Blues because I just like loud, obnoxious keyboards. But I'll deal with this one. We'll see how long it lasts me until I beat this one with a hammer. Because I really love beating me computer hardware when it's dead. Sure, I can fix it. And sometimes you can by beating it with a hammer. Now, how do we go from mumble to that? I don't know,
2: but okay. You know, razor stuff is crap when something that using uses, uses Cherry MX keycaps, uh, Cherry mechanical key switches, German engineered, designed to last a decade or two, and you only get two out two years out of that keyboard. You know, that's really sad.
0: And I don't even think it was the switches that went bad. I think it was something like in the board. You know. I was creating this to make it do whatever it wanted to.
2: But yeah, that's just the sad thing. The German part's the only thing that's going to last worth a damn. <laughs> Everything else around it is.
0: It's like the difference between an American and German car. Yeah. Yeah, man. Well, I think I'm Mr. getting taken cla- No. Well, before I wrap this up, is there anything you want to say? Anything you want to rant? Get off your chest just before we uh, wrap up the show here. You got a rant for mm. r- rant on any heart? You got a rant? You got something in that that's just just got you all built up, and you just gotta let it out, man.
2: Nintendo, what the hell are you doing? Why are you applying? Why are you trying to appeal to filthy casuals? You need a be nice to the gamers this is your last chance i mean sure you could still sit on your money and run away but this is your last chance to win gamers back don't fuck it up and use discord you freaking hippies there's nothing wrong with it
1: <laughs> well i was, I was ranting at facebook last week but i'm not saying why <laughs>
2: <laughs> we
0: will leave that one at that oh boy <laughs> Yeah, basically, Facebook kicked you like I did Tommy in this podcast. (laughs) (laughs) I forgot he had the link to this because when I was testing things out, I just opened the call and clicked on his name, and I forgot that he had it. Live and learn. So I hope with uh, some of the surprises and what was going on there, let's go ahead and move into the closing of the craziness. And if you haven't been there yet or seen this video, it is Windows 10 versus Arch Linux. Now, in that video, I discussed something that was kind of a little upsetting of where Mate is going because I really want to try a new desktop environment because Mate is pissing me off now. It is time to move forward from Mate. So, I've got a new poll up here on the website. Basically, it's some desktop environments that I have chosen myself. Um, I have chosen Budgie, KDE, Cinnamon, XFCE, OpenBox, and that's about it. I want to... I'm kind of interested in Budgie and OpenBox. Believe it or not, I'm more interested to try out OpenBox because it looks really simple I mean, that's all I need. I really don't need anything really complicated. But then there's always XFCE, which I don't know. So we're going to let you guys vote which desktop environment I'm going to live with. And I'll tell you what, I will live with this desktop environment for a month. And I'll let you know if I like it or dislike it. And then we'll move on down to the lesser ones over time. And at the end of that, we'll see which one I personally pick and which one I also like and see if you guys pick the right one. So with that, head over to anthrit.com, give it a vote, help me out, I need a new desktop environment. Yeah, that's all I can say about that. So go vote. And if you haven't already, go ahead, hit us up at thegeekingoffpodcast.com. From there, you can listen to the audio versions of the show. Subscribe to our RSS feeds or join us on our tunes Yeah, join us on R-Tunes. and remember to like, comment, subscribe—all that fun stuff. You right like there? See this little button that says like? Click it, and then it does that. <laughs> but you have to be logged into Facebook. But if you're on YouTube, make sure you're logged in before you hit the like button. And if this—and if this totally pisses you off, hit the dislike button. You know, especially that Windows 10 video. I think it's uh, it's like got like 16 dislikes. I'm really pissing some people off. And I like it. I like it when I piss people off. It's always fun and, you know, got to do it from time to time. Okay. Mr. Macro, anything you want to say in closing?
2: Mm. Be well, my friends. Play on and play with Discord. Not with that open source crap that's no good anymore. That's Unless you deal. have no other choice. Yeah, go with
0: the open source. You know?
1: No relationship to My Little Pony Discord.
0: (laughs) We had to get our pony joke in, folks. (laughs) Only you, Mark. Only you.
2: (laughs) And don't sign up for Hello Kitty fan sites. You might get hacked. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Oh, shoot. Was my wife on that? Nothing is sacred. Oh, no.
0: Gotta tell my wife about that Hello Kitty. Oh, my God. Okay. So with that, let's go ahead and wrap this up, folks. Because it has been a lovely Saturday afternoon with you all. And I really enjoyed our time together. And hopefully, we can come again together. So this has been Anthony from Anthware. And from this time and every time on, folks, keep on clicking. This is Anthony from Anthware sign off